Church Online. My name is Kathy and I'm going to be our online host for today. If it's your first time here, you are a VIP, so please let us know by texting you at 604-285-5770 and we will mail you your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to mythrive.info slash thrivekids to access the Thrive Kids curriculum. So there you can find the worship video, the lesson video, a resource sheet you can download free and do with your kids, and there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday from between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. We love a proactive church, so I would like to know if you're a team savory pies or team sweet pies. My favorite pie is the steak and mushroom pie at Peak Pies in Whistler. Don't forget to get it peak. So, what are you? Are you team savory pie or team sweet pies? Speaking of pies, today is the last day to sign up for Sweet High and Pie, so don't forget to go to mythrive.info to reserve a pie to send to your friend. Take a selfie of yourself tuning in to today and post it onto your social media using the hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. Are you ready for today's message? I'm now going to pass the time over to Pastor JB, and I'll see you all later. Hi everyone, what do you have planned for this coming Thanksgiving weekend? Well, if you're anything like us, this Thanksgiving weekend in an uncertain season probably is looking very different from any Thanksgiving you've ever had in the past, but that doesn't mean it can't be great. In fact, here at Thrive Church Online, we've got something very special for you to celebrate Thanksgiving. That's right, this coming Thanksgiving weekend, Thrive Church will be hosting three services online. There will be two services on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, and a third service happening on Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And you do not want to miss it because it's going to be so much fun. There will be a pie eating contest, there will be music, and there will be such an inspiring message that you do not want to miss. And the kids, the kids will also have their own special program. And all of it is happening online at Thrive Church Online. And so we can't wait to see you there. We invite you to invite your friends, your family to watch the services together. And we guarantee it's gonna be such a meaningful and encouraging way to spend Thanksgiving together. And so we hope to see you here. Have an awesome Thanksgiving, everybody. And we can't wait to see you at Thrive Church Online this Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello everybody and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB, I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive and I'm so excited to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. If this is your first time here, we especially want to welcome you. We're so excited that you're here with us. You're what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. And we want to just welcome you especially today. In fact, we've got a special gift to give to you. If you would want to go to mythrive.info and you press the button new to thrive, or you can text the word new to 604-285-5770. There's a special gift waiting just for you. It's your very own stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle. I use mine every day. And this is a way for us to say thanks so much for taking out your Sunday to be with us today. Welcome to Thrive Church Online. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, we just welcome one another in your chat room right now. Would you welcome one another or if you're sitting beside someone, would you give them a high five, a handshake, a hug, an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, whichever option, whichever is appropriate. Why don't you just welcome one another to church today. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out. A huge welcome to each and every one of you today. 
Well, here at Thrive Church Online, every Sunday is worth coming to. Every Sunday is worth inviting your friends to. But that's never been more the case than next Sunday. Next Sunday is Thanksgiving Sunday. We can't wait. It's going to be amazing. It's one of the biggest Sundays of the year for us. And it's an amazing opportunity to invite your friends, your neighbors, your family members, your schoolmates, your workmates to come and join us for what's going to be a fantastic service and a chance to give thanks. It's going to be fun. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be just an amazing way to share God's love and hope over Thanksgiving weekend. And so we want to encourage you to do your very best to invite everyone you know to be part of our Thanksgiving service next week. We've got invitations that you can come pick up at Thrive Center. Even more, to encourage and to partner with you in reaching your city, to reach people in your life, and to invite them to Thanksgiving service. We've got something called Sweet High and Pie. And Sweet High and Pie is where we're going to have literally hundreds of pies, delicious pies here at the Thrive Center that you can pick up for free and you can take up to three per household and you can grab one or two or three and send them, deliver them to the people in your life that you want to invite to Thanksgiving service and in addition say, hey, by the way, in addition to this pie, we'd love for you to join us for our church service on Thanksgiving Sunday. It's going to be an amazing way to give thanks. We'd love for you to join us. And so if you want to pick up a pie, you're welcome to do so. This coming week, you can sign up at mythrive.info for sweet high and pie. If you're not in a pie, your friends are in a pie, that's okay. You can just give them an invitation anyways, because we would love to see as many people as possible joining us for Thanksgiving service this coming Sunday, October 11th. It's going to be amazing. Turn your neighbors and say, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. It's going to be so great, and we don't want you to miss out. We don't want your friends to miss out, and so make sure you invite everyone you know to be part of Thanksgiving Sunday next week. Praise God. Well, that's next week, but let's talk about today. Today, in addition to a powerful message that uh, Pastor Tim is going to be giving us today, we also are going to do something called communion, and communion is a time where we remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, and so if you want to get ready for that right now, that would be great. You can grab uh, you know, a cup. We use grape juice here at Thrive, uh, but if you want to use water, if you don't have grape juice, that's okay. Uh, something to represent the blood of Jesus, of course. I also grabbed a piece of bread as well. Uh, this is unleavened bread, but if you don't have unleavened bread, just grab a piece of bread from your house, maybe a cracker, something to represent the body of Jesus that he sacrificed on the cross for us. And at the end of our service today, we're going to be taking communion together. You don't want to miss that as well. We can't wait for that. Well, praise God. You guys bring your Bibles today. Yeah, if you grab your, can you grab your Bibles right now? Why don't you grab your Bibles right now? Maybe yours is a phone you download the Bible into. Maybe yours is a paper Bible. Maybe yours is a computer. Either way, why don't you, if you can, hold it up in the air like so right now. And this is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message today. Would you say this with me together? You can read it off the screen if you don't know. Let's say it together right now. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, before I welcome Pastor Tim to bring the message to us today, something I want to also let you know about is that this coming, uh, actually just right after the service, something very special is starting for us here at Thrive Church. Uh, it is called TDS, Thrive Discipleship School. And uh, if you are one to grow in your relationship with God, this is one of the best things we offer here at Thrive to help you do just that. In fact, let me just tell you a really quick story. Just a, a few days ago, I finally went back to the gym. 
you know, I've been working out, you know, on my own. Uh, a lot of our staff here, they, they, they know they'll, they'll see me working out in, in the center here at Thrive. Uh, but uh, I finally went back to the gym. And for months, for six months, I've just been using these, 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 these weights at home. It's just one, it's a one pair of weights. And so I do all my exercises with that. And sometimes now, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do them to do curls. You know, I'll do them to, to do, you know, shoulder lifts. Uh, I'll do them, you know, I'll do these tricep things. I finally went back to the gym. And I could finally go back to doing what I used to do of course with the physically distance uh, measures in there but found this is that man in certain ways I got stronger in certain ways I got weaker you know, you know now now triceps are really easy for me now you know curls are a little harder for me now my, my, my shoulder lifts are not as strong as they used to be and it goes to show that the kind of workout you do on a regular basis really makes a difference how many of us know that when it comes to your spiritual life when it comes to your relationship with God the kind of workout you do every day also makes a difference and it's with that in mind I want to encourage you to be part of Thrive Disciple School maybe you want to grow in your relationship with God and maybe you're a brand new Christian maybe you're just exploring Christianity maybe you were here and you've been following Jesus for a while but if you had to be honest with yourself you're not as strong as you used to be well this is why we have TDS it's an opportunity for you to grow in your relationship with God where you can learn keys and experience them in your life of how to grow spiritually how to grow in your relationship with God and so just a few you know every week as we've been you know promoting throughout this episode I've been giving you feedback from people real people who've been taking TDS over the past year and here's just a few more people who gave us feedback on TDS uh, one person said uh, you know definitely try it out. It might sound intimidating, but you will meet many great, friendly, and supportive people who uh, are just in the same boat as you are. Another one is, uh, so another person said, it is an interesting and powerful course, so take it as soon as you can, and you will learn a lot from it. Someone else says, this course is very lively, energetic, and cheerful. There is not a dull moment. There are a lot of humorous stories. There are a lot of truths to uncover in this course, and I wish for everyone to take it to, to be truly blessed. Finally, one person said, I highly recommend TDS to anyone who wants to dig deeper in his or her relationship with Christ. TDS made a difference in my journey of faith. It's worth the time and effort. Can we give God a big hand a big shout in this place together right now that is Thrive Disciple School. Today is the final day to sign up. In fact, right after these our services today, we're going to have an orientation where you can be part of, uh, you know, finding out more about what TDS is all about. If you haven't signed up yet, you can still be part of this orientation on Zoom. Chance for you to find a little bit more about what TDS is like, and then you can make a decision after that uh, whether you want to join. But that's coming right after these services. And there's the info and the link there for you on the screen that you can check out. We'd love to see you there. Praise God. You're not going to regret taking TDS. It's going to be an amazing time. Praise God. It is a chance to get into God's word. It's a chance to grow spiritually. It's an amazing time, and you're going to meet some amazing people in the process. Praise God. Well, right now, we're going to invite Pastor Tim to bring the message to us today. Don't we love Pastor Tim in this place? Amen. Amen. In fact, uh, you know, something that you, could, you, you can know about today is that this past week, Pastor Tim, his lovely wife Sandra, they celebrated their 52nd wedding anniversary. Isn't that amazing? Could you just give him a big hand, a big shout in this place right now? Isn't that true? Did I get that? How could they celebrate 52 years of marriage when they're only 28 years old? That, that, you know, how is that possible? I don't know, but you know, somehow that's possible. And uh, we are so uh, you know, thankful to have Pastor Tim here. We're always blessed when he brings the message to us, and uh, we want to welcome him here. Could you just help me celebrate Pastor Tim right now? And would you welcome him to the stage as he brings the message today? Praise God. Let's welcome Pastor Tim. Let's give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together. Praise God. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor JB, for your warm welcome. 
We are always honored to be around the people in Thrive. We love the church, and Thrive is a great church. Uh, Jesus is building his church, and the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, one of the most awesome things that's happening in our world is the church, as God has designed it to be. Of course, we know that sometimes the church has not been what it should be, but we believe at Thrive that uh, uh, something is being built as it should be. Uh, New Testament pattern kind of church, a church that believes in the Bible, the Word of God, a church that loves uh, people, love one another, all those good things. And... Uh, yeah, we've been into starting into a theme here called Contagious Hope. Turn to somebody, your dog, your cat, your neighbor, uh, say Contagious Hope. Uh, we live in a world that is, is really mixed up. And, of course, we've, we've just been hit with the COVID thing, and uh, we've realized that it's a very contagious thing. Whenever I walk in the door at home, my wife says, Tim, have you washed your hands? And uh, I said, you know, you should just make a recording of that. That would automatically happen when I open the door and as I come in and they just say that. You wouldn't have to say it every time. And then she goes on to say, now, did you wash your hands with soap? <laughs> and I say, well, maybe not. And I go back to the sink and wash again and make sure that none of that contagion is, uh, is going to have its place in our home. Uh, now, we know uh, there's a lot of parallels when you talk about things that are contagious, uh, a lot of parallels to spiritual things. Uh, and one of the things when you talk about that is, that is contagious in our world, and that is sin. And we live in a sin-ridden world, a world that needs to be freed from sin, protected from sin, which is contagious, and man's greatest root problem is not economic, relational, or political. It is a sin problem. Yeah, and uh, often in our world, you know, election times are around. We say, well, if so-and-so were elected, you know, this would solve all of our problems. Actually, our, our problems are deeper than political. Our problems are related to sin. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning as we go on in our lives because there is the sin factor that is at work and we know that sin came in through Adam and Eve in the beginning and became very destructive in their relationship in their family and so forth uh, because there is this sin factor we need what I call the God factor so turn to somebody and say the God factor we need God at work, and we, we know that God offers that so freely to us in Jesus Christ that we can, we can have the God factor in our life that is not destructive but is life-giving, and it's actually eternal life to us when we come into it. So we need the God factor in our lives. You know, I, I watch stories that are going on in our world, and you know, in the last year or so there's a story of the Epstein scandal, and, uh, you know, some of these people who have huge wealth, they do whatever they want to do in their lives, but then we discover that they get trapped in their, in their sin, and uh, he was a very wealthy man, very influential, living it up. He was a lot of people's hero, 
you know, being a multi-billionaire, but he ends up in suicide. And I think, how sad. And that's, that's sin. You see, sin is more powerful than we are, but it's not more powerful than the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, the life of Christ, is more powerful than sin. Uh, therefore, we so need God. We so need Jesus working in our lives. And uh, this is a good news when is for our world that Jesus came to offer us life. And we're going to look into a story this morning in, in the Bible, in the New Testament, the book of John chapter 4, that I think will encourage us and move us in the right direction. And, uh, and so we're going to turn to John chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 4 through 30. It's a fairly long reading, but I would like you to read, open your Bibles and read with me. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 4. Now, speaking of Jesus, he had, uh, he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, <clears throat> and it was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water and said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him, them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I gave them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. She said, verse 17, I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you are now, the, the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither in this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come 
when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God is a spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah called the Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then the disciples returned, and they were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asks, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said unto them, I have found food to eat that you know nothing of. Now we're going, to, we're going to jump down to verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They, they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man is the Savior of the world. What a tremendous story that is in that reading that we've read. I just want to make a few comments about Jesus as it relates to this story. Number one, Jesus goes out of his way to meet people. He went out of his way. He went to, he said, I've got to go through Samaria. He went out of his way. And I believe if we're going to be the kind of people that God wants us to be, we'll be the kind of people that will go out of our way. It's not always convenience that should direct our lives. We, we should be willing to go out of our way. Number two, Jesus went to a place where his ethnicity was not appreciated. He was cross-cultural. And I believe if we're going to be the kind of people, again, that God wants us to be, and if we're going to be like Jesus, we don't only just hang out with the people that we're comfortable with. We'll go into a zone that may even be uncomfortable, and where, where we may not even be appreciated at first. Number three, Jesus went where men went to meet women. He was putting himself somewhat at risk uh, because I'm told one commentator said that, that uh, Jesus went uh, to a place where men would, would meet women. And in other words, they would, the, their, their prospect for marriage would maybe be found at that common place where people come for water called the well. Number four. The natural 
perspective put Jesus at risk. In other words, you know, what he did could be questioned by some being there with a woman. But his intentions, of course, were absolutely pure and wanting to give something to this woman that she needed all of her life. Number five, Jesus went to turn the natural into spiritual. Took a, the, took a natural well, made a lesson out of it, and talked about a spiritual well that would spring up into everlasting life. You see, the natural in our lives is not enough. We need the spiritual as well. And Jesus brought that to this situation. He could have just talked about the well and the history of the well, and there was history around that, that area as we've just read in the scriptures. However, he brought a spiritual lesson out of something that was very natural. <clears throat> Number six, Jesus went to where the needs were very acute. This woman had great need in her life. I would say she was a woman that would have needed a lot of counseling to unravel some of the things of her past. But Jesus went there because he knew he could make a difference in that person's life. I want us to consider this morning how where God may take us, make us like Jesus, and meet the needs of people that are acute, not because it's convenient, but because it's what God wants to have done. Number, number seven, Jesus came to bring contagious hope to that woman and then to a whole region. And good news spread around. In verse 39, we read it, many believed. Then Jesus stayed there further and then it goes on to say, verse 39, many believed. And then verse 41 says, many more believed. Say that with me. Many more believed. You see, that's what God has called us as believers into, that people might have an encounter with Jesus and that many will believe, and then it'll be said that yet many more. And that's how uh, that which is contagious works. It, it starts well, it affects one, but then it affects many more. And that's what we see in our world today in this whole contagion that is happening. So the title of my message today, if you want, it is Contagious Hope, but I would like, like to put it this way from John chapter 4, is overcoming contagious sin and spreading contagious grace. I'm going to say that one more time. Overcoming contagious sin and spreading contagious grace. I believe that grace is is contagious and more powerful than sin. Thank God that it is. The woman at the well was under contagious sin, but she overcomes. I've been pleased over the years to see all kinds of individuals who are living with contagious sin, and they come into 
freedom in Christ and I break out of contagious sin into another contagion in their life that is totally healthy and wonderful. Wonderful. It was years ago that uh, we were dealing with a lot of people who were in addictions. And uh, there was one gal that somebody called, called us at the office and said, uh, there's, there's somebody there, they're in a, in a stream and we're afraid that they're going to drown in this stream. And they were standing there and, and they were in another world. They were overcome by drugs. And, um, and we, so we went and helped that person out of that place, took them, prayed for them, and trusted God that would work in their lives. Long story short, God worked marvelously in the life of this lady who was a hopeless drug addict. She was not only a drug addict, but she worked in the red light district of our city and had that kind of a life for years. And then this contagious thing called sin was dealt with in her life. But another contagion took over, and it was Jesus Christ and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And she became not a red light district worker, but she came, became a, a Christian street worker who shared the gospel with people wherever she could. And many people in our city turned to Christ because of Carol, that was her name. It was a, it was, it's a powerful testimony of, of God's grace. She worked for years on the streets reaching out. Matter of fact, we felt that she was, a, in our minds, she was a worthy ministry, and so we supported her financially to do street work, uh, and she worked night and day on the streets, reaching out to people, and the street people loved her because she loved them, and she had so much grace and so much perseverance. The day came when uh, a change would take place in her life, she felt like she wanted to, she wanted to go to, uh, to Hong Kong and work with some of the street people in Hong Kong. She had heard of this lady called Mrs. Pullinger, uh, uh, who had done great works in, in Hong Kong and reached out into different areas around that region of the world. And... Um, she, she came to me and she said, I'd love to do that one day. Well, would you know, we prayed, and an aunt of hers died, and uh, she was left a sizable inheritance. And she came in to the office one day just, just rejoicing. She's, she's a very boisterous person. And she says, you know, I can go to Hong Kong, and I can work on the streets of Hong Kong, and I'm going to help, I'm going to help addicts there. And uh, long story short, it happened. She, she was able to go to Hong Kong, met Kathy Pullinger. And then from there, she went into, into China, into Sichuan province. And uh, Sandra and I, actually, some uh, time later, after she had been established there, visited her there. And she was teaching English there in a, in a Chinese school. And... Uh, uh, we knew some 
got to know some missionaries from uh, America that actually landed in that part of the world, and and he he was an author. They were wonderful people, spent several years in that region, and there's very, almost no uh, white people or Caucasian people in that region at all at that time. Uh, they were among uh, the three or four that were there in a, in a city that was a sizable city. <clears throat> he said to me, he said, I have never in my life, he traveled a lot, ministered a lot, he said, I've never seen in my life a lady that was so effective in loving people and winning people to Jesus Christ. And uh, she'd love the babies. She'd love the young girls. Uh, she rescued some of, the, some of the babies that were throwaway babies when she was there. And when we came to visit, just prior to coming to visit, I'm, I'm talking now today about somebody who's contagious with the gospel. Uh, she became a contagion for good, this lady. Who was, she was originally overcome by sin, but now she, she had this life where she was contagious with the gospel and spreading it wherever she went. And, and the love of Christ is coming uh, powerfully through her life. Anyway, her and a, another gal joined her from Hong Kong for, for a season. And she also was a Canadian, and they were in Sichuan province, uh, uh, near Kunming, in that, in that area. <clears throat> anyway, uh, when we went there, prior to coming there, the Minister of Foreign Affairs in that area of China had a, had a problem. Him and his wife, she got to know them, and him and his wife could not have a baby. And, uh, and she said, oh, back home, Pastor Tim always prays for ladies uh, who can't have babies, and they have babies. We're going to pray for you that you'll have a baby. And would you know that God gave a wonderful miracle, and they had a baby, and they called him Jotham. And we, were, we arrived in China uh, about the time the, the boy was, I think, about six months old. He had been born, and this miracle baby uh, was born. And the neat thing about all of this was this, that the minister of foreign affairs and his wife gave their lives to Jesus Christ. And when we were coming into China at that time, he was tracking where we were, because uh, government has a way of doing that. And uh, when, when we were there and we met them, they said, you must come to our home for a meal. And they had us there for a wonderful supper meal at their home in the home of the Minister of Foreign Affairs in that region. <clears throat> now, all of this happened because somebody was contagious with the gospel. You know, you never know where... Your testimony will reach. You know, Paul the Apostle, he dealt with common people, but he was also in the palace. And God can take us into wherever the gospel needs to go. God can take us there so that we can be contagious with, with the gospel. 
Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that, that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Polluted water? No way. Living water? Yes. That's what Jesus brought in that situation. And I believe that's, that's the same mandate as we have. We have the same mandate to bring living water. <clears throat> what, what this woman got from Jesus was very powerful. It was life-transforming. It was spread on contact, and it was life-giving and in no way death-producing. It was given to her not because she earned it, because we know it comes by grace. And one drink of what Jesus had to offer this lady was totally satisfying lasting and contagious. Whoever drinks this water, Jesus said, that I will give will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And verse 14, it says, she says, Sir, give me this water that I won't be thirsty. You know, she was a thirsty woman. She had, was involved with many different men in her life and trying to satisfy the thirst in her life in, in some way, but not getting satisfied. And now she, as she encounters Jesus, there's something in Jesus that she so wants. She says, give me this water that I won't get thirsty. Would you say that with me? Give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. Say it one more time. Give me this water so that I won't give thirsty. I ask you today as you're watching, maybe you're calling out for this same kind of thing. Same thing that I spoke to you concerning Carol, who was so dissatisfied in her life, overcome with drugs and overcome with all kinds of sinful lifestyle and so on. But when she saw what Jesus had to offer in our day and way back there with this lady, this woman said, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty. And of course, the good news today is if you're thirsty. You can have this drink. You can have this. You come to Jesus, you can have this drink. Even the Old Testament prophet says, I will pour, pour water on him that is thirsty. I'll pour floods upon the dry ground. Verse 27 of that chapter, the disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. You see, it wasn't totally kosher, we could say. Maybe in some people's mind that Jesus would be there, like we said earlier, he's taking some risk talking to this woman all by himself at a well, although it's a public place. You see, this, this lady, after she'd encountered Jesus, she was not able to keep it to herself. She was not able to keep her experience with Jesus to herself. Verses 28 to 30 says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. What a wonderful contagion this is. Verse 39, And many of the Samaritans, many of the Samaritans from that town, believed in him because of the woman's testimony. 
What a great story. Many believed because of this woman's testimony. Some, of, some people might say, but you know, this woman has not got a good reputation. Is anybody going to listen to her? When God begins to work in a situation, all kinds of things happen that normally would not happen. God can change a person's reputation in one moment and give them a good reputation. Now, we realize that, you know, the normal way is you want to build a reputation over time, but, you know, God can do miracles with reputation. He can change your, your reputation. He can give you a testimony where you didn't have a testimony. And there was something that was happening in this woman's life that caused her to have influence in her entire community. So many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Because of his words, the Bible then speaks about Jesus coming in there with this contagious message and this contagious life. Because of his words, many more became believers. They said in verse 42, we have heard for ourselves and we really know this man is the Savior of the world. If only people like Epstein had turned to Jesus, he could have been forgiven. And he could have lived to tell others. But rather because he allowed sin to take its toll, somewhere along the line, most likely rejected Jesus. Suicide was the answer for him. Sin is a very destructive thing. Sin in its full contagion is there to bring death. Sin, the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. The disciples said after they caught what Jesus alone could give, the disciples that walked with Jesus, it was said of them later, these that have come hither have turned the world upside down. You see, Jesus is a wonderful contagion. When Christ is in us, filling every part and consuming us, it will be said, like 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Actually, that was the verse that God gave us when we came into this region a number of years ago, that the aroma of Christ would be made known by us in every place. We took that as a promise that Jesus would live through us to savor, and the savor of his life would be made known, and people's lives would be touched in many different places. The fragrance of Christ is known by us who carry the God kind of healthy virus. Not COVID, but the love of God. Jesus, our all in all. A wonderful, earth-changing, positive, healing virus comes through Jesus. The New Testament ministries ha had it. Even Peter's shadow was contagious with healing. Can you imagine Peter's shadow 
If some would just come near his shadow, they were healed. You see, the power of God is very powerful. The gospel is very powerful. The fragrance of the life of Christ is very, very powerful. Christ in you, the Bible says, the hope of glory or the hope of excellency. You see, that's why we urge people to believe. What we have is powerful when we believe. What we have spreads on contact when we believe. What we have is overcoming when we believe. What we have is life-giving, not death-producing when we believe. What we have comes by grace through faith as we believe. Bible tells us, as you have received the Lord Jesus, so walk in him. We receive him by faith. We walk in him by faith. And we believe that there is a good contagion that goes out. Christ is made known. The same thing that happened with the woman at the well happens through you and through me. But maybe you're here today and you've never had this kind of encounter. I encourage you to get what the Bible is talking about here. To get this water that you will drink of and you'll never be thirsty again and that it won't stop there, but those who you touch will have a healthy, wonderful, life-giving contagion that will make all the difference in other people's lives. You see, you can have him as many as received him to those he gave the right or the power to be the children of God or sons and daughters of God. The, the Samaritan woman's experience can be your experience, can be all of our experience, and we can spread something so powerful, something so life-changing, like she spread it, and then the Samaritans spread it, and the word went everywhere, and many believed. What a, what a great story. We're going to end there today with the challenge of you giving your life to Jesus like this woman did and learning of him and having your life transformed. And for those of us who know Jesus, let's believe that God will work powerfully in us to spread something that's so needed in our world today. We're going to prepare for communion at this time. And the musicians will uh, lead us and we'll be led further in this wonderful time celebrating all that Jesus did. so secure in your love there is no fear salvation is sure 
And I believe on the cross you took my pain All my sins are washed away Forgiven and free And now I see As you are, so are we Let my life resound your praise As an anthem of your grace There is power in your name Hallelujah, Jesus you through the wall your obedience has won I rest in all you've done and I believe you're everything I need more of you and less of me I fall at your feet and now I see as you together right now oh come on there's more than that give God all of your praise in this place today I want to thank Pastor Tim for a powerful message this morning and uh, when I hear the story both the story from John 4 and the story that Pastor Tim shared about Carol it's just one of those things where you, you see people who are desperately in need of a hope that won't fail 
a love that satisfies and a peace that lasts. And you know, in the case of the, the woman at the well in John 4, you know, you see that she's bouncing from relationship to relationship to relationship and still can't find what she's looking for. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you found, whether it's relationships or it's things in your life, that you've been looking all sorts of different places for a peace that is still not something that you have. It's still, it's still not what you're looking for. And I'm here to let you know, because the Bible tells us so, is that there's a God-sized hole in our hearts that only God can fill. There's a reason why we can't look for it anywhere else. There's a reason why we can't find it anywhere else is because only God can give us the peace that we need. Only God can give us the hope that we're looking for. And if you're here in this place and you realize you need that hope from him, you need that peace that is bigger than your circumstances, then I want to encourage you to respond to Jesus today. Because Jesus Christ, not only did he die on the cross for our sins, but he rose again from the grave to show that we can trust every word that he says. And when we trust in Jesus, not only are we forgiven of our sins, we become children of God and we have our eternity secure as well. We know where we're going to go after we die. And so with that in mind, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you realize that you need that forgiveness from God for sin, if you realize that you need a hope that is stronger than your circumstances, uh, then I'm going to encourage you right now just to lift your hand to God as an expression of your need for Him. And if you realize you need Jesus today, why don't you just lift up your hand to God and lift up your heart to God and why don't you lift up your voice by praying this prayer with me right now to receive Jesus' forgiveness and His love into your life. Why don't you do this with me right now? You can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross to pay for our sins that you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please come in, forgive me of my sins, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guess what? If you prayed that prayer and you meant that from your heart, according to the Bible, God's word, you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. You're a priest in God's kingdom. And the best is yet to come. So huge congratulations to each and every one of you who prayed that prayer just now. In fact, we've got a special gift we want to give to you just to congratulate you uh, on this awesome decision you've made and to help you unpack this decision that you made and to make the most of it. You can click that link that's in your chat room right now. If you don't see that link, you can text the word BELIEVE to 604-285-5770. Go to mythought.info and press the button, I believe or I receive Jesus. And there's some resources there to help you make the most of your decision to receive Jesus today. A huge congratulations to each and every one of you. Can we give all of them a big hand, big shout in this place together right now? Praise God. Well, to celebrate what Jesus Christ did for us, we're going to do something called communion right now. And if you prayed that prayer just now, then we welcome you to take communion with us as well. And if you want to grab a piece of bread and a cup right now to represent the body that Jesus, the sacrifice on the cross, uh, and the, the cup that represents the blood that Jesus shed for our sins, I encourage you to just grab that piece of bread right now. This is our way of thanking God for what he did on the cross for us. And so right now, if you've trusted Jesus Christ, your Savior, let's do this together. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it, and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took a cup and said, this cup represents my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of people's sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. And so I want to encourage you right now to take this bread and, you know, dip it into the cup. And this is just our way of remembering what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. Let's take it with an attitude of gratitude, with a thankful heart right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much 
for your incredible love, how you displayed it when you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. We could never repay you for all that you've done to rescue us, to save us from our sins so that we could have a relationship with you. It's not because of how good we are. It's all because of how good you are. And we thank you for your amazing love for each and every person who's watching the service right now. We thank you, God, that you made forgiveness possible for us when you sent Jesus Christ. And we receive it today. We thank you today. We give you praise today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One last thing we're going to do together as we pray together is I want you to pray for our Thanksgiving services that are happening this coming Sunday, October 11th, Thanksgiving Sunday. I want you to take a moment to pray for the people that you have invited or are planning inviting this coming week, whether you're going to bring them a pie, uh, you know, that we can give you here at Thrive Center, or you just want to give them an invitation. We want to really go out of our way, just like Pastor Tim said, not to live based on what's convenient, but go out of our way to reach people with the hope that we have in Jesus because that's how God did it for us. And so we just lift up your hand to God right now and would you just pray for our Thanksgiving service right now? Would you lift up a hand on behalf of someone that you want to invite to our Thanksgiving services? And can you pray that God would move so powerfully through our Thanksgiving services, that God would use our Thanksgiving services and he would use your invitation to bring hope to many, many people in our city and around the world. And so we just do that right now. We just join us in praying for our Thanksgiving services. Don't wait for me to stop talking. Don't wait for someone else to start talking. You just start talking to God right now. Come on, church. Let's all pray out loud for our Thanksgiving services coming up next week. Let's pray for an amazing Sunday when we'll see people's lives being changed because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Would you just pray for that right now? Pray for people to respond to your invitations. Pray for people to respond to God's love. We'll just all do that right now. Just start talking to God out loud. Just start praying out to God right now for that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, God, we pray for our Thanksgiving services happening this coming Sunday. We pray, Father God, that Thanksgiving Sunday would truly be a Thanksgiving Sunday as we give thanks to you for all the things you're going to do in the lives of people, bringing hope to people who need hope, spreading contagious hope to people. Father God, we pray for our Thanksgiving services coming up this coming Sunday. We pray, Father God, for every single person who's watching the service, that God, that you would use us to be channels of contagious hope to the people in our lives. We pray, Father God, that we will be bold and courageous and creative and respectful and gentle and loving and sensitive and just passionate in sharing your hope with others by simply inviting them to come to church next week, to come to Thrive Church Online next week. We pray, Father God, that our Thanksgiving services will be powerful, will be full of fun, full of joy, full of laughter, full of wisdom, full of hope, full of encouragement, full of your love and your presence, that people will come can't help but have their lives changed as a result. We pray, Father God, for this, oh, this coming Sunday, this Thanksgiving Sunday, that, God, you would move so powerfully through our church this coming week to spread hope, contagious hope to the people around us. We thank you and we give you praise. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Build your church through us. Let your name be glorified. And we thank you and we pray all of your blessing, your power, your presence, courage, creativity, wisdom, comfort, healing, hope, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Praise God. Well, 
As we close off our service, one more thing we're going to do. If you call Thrive Church your home church or you just believe in the work that God is doing here at Thrive, I want to encourage you right now to give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings, knowing that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. Not only does he add everything we need, but he builds his church and expands his kingdom and brings hope to people around the world in the process. And so let's give to God first today. uh, And thank you guys so much for being a generous church. Thank you for all the ways you give. You guys are amazing. Right now, we're going to hand the time back to our online host, Kathy. That's it for us here. Have an amazing rest of your Sunday. Let's do an awesome job of inviting people. Our Thanksgiving service is coming Sunday. Have a great rest of the week. We love you guys, and we'll see you guys really soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Pastor JB and Pastor Tim. Before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements. If it's your first time here, you're a VIP, so please let us know by texting you at 604-285-5770, and we will mail you your very own pricing and water bottle. If you made a choice to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, congratulations with a gift package and mail specifically to you, as well as a series of videos that may answer some questions that you have about Jesus. You just text BELIEVE at 604-285-5770, and if you'd like to get baptized, visit my partner info for more information. Thrive Discipleship School is an online course that can help you build a strong foundation and grow in your relationship with Jesus. If you're still thinking about whether or not to join TDS, we have TDS orientation on Zoom happening today at 12.45 p.m. So the Zoom link is located down below. Attention all Thrivers, celebrate Thanksgiving with us next week. We have three services happening on Sunday, October the 11th at 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and October the 12th at 7 p.m. Invite all your friends and family to make your invitation a little bit easier. Today's the last day to sign up for Sweet High and Pie, so visit myfart.info to reserve a pie to send to your friends and family. Thrive Youth Club is launching this Friday on October the 9th. Visit myfart.info for more information. So that's it for this week. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings and see you all here next week at Thrive Church Online. Bye!